Hey, y'all, just a quick heads up. The episode you're about to listen to is eight to 10 years old. Now, these episodes were intended to be evergreen, and I still believe there's a lot of good information in these early episodes, but I do want to let you know that some of my ideas have evolved over time. Times have changed since we made these episodes, and ultimately, I'd like to think I've grown a lot as an artist and a human and that these don't necessarily represent my best work or the best of the podcast. If you're new around here, I suggest starting with the most recent episode or at least go back to around 300 and move forward from there. Enjoy the episode. Hello, this is Andy J. Miller, and you're listening to the Creative Pep Talk podcast. Uh, This is the first episode, and I have been wanting to do a podcast for a long time, and I was waiting until everything was perfect. I had a bunch of different ideas, and um, and they they were all so um, just things that just weren't going to happen. I don't have a lot of uh, extra free time. Uh, I'm an illustrator and um, I, you know, I'm a pretty busy guy and I still want to get this information out there. And so I'm just going to go for it. And so I feel a bit silly uh, starting a podcast that is virtually uh, me monologuing uh, at you, but you know, I can feel that feels a pretty like it could be a pretty egotistical thing to do. But um, the truth is, you know, I've been writing about my struggles, uh, about becoming a creative professional, and I've had so many people reach out to me and tell me that um, what I'm sharing actually has helped them uh, keep going and actually helped them make breakthroughs in their own uh, creative uh, careers. And that's why I want to do this podcast. That's why um, I just feel like this is a format um, that I can be um, direct, um, still be casual, um, and and get a little bit more passion coming through than something written. And it's also just a different format that you can consume in a different way. You know, on to on your way to work or whatever. Um, you know, I'm gonna try to get these to be in the 10 to 15 minute, uh, mark. Um, so good for a, like a little drive. Um, and the idea here is uh, creative pep talk is something that is kind of an ongoing theme for me. I kind of see myself as a creative motivational speaker as ridiculous as that sounds. Um, so just see this podcast as uh, kind of an early morning uh, kick in the butt to keep going and um, to have to hopefully enable some kind of uh, creative breakthroughs in your uh, professional pursuits. Um, so yeah. I really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new Fluid Engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. 
got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him like, you should go check it out. You're going to be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was going to tell you about this new site anyway. Go check it out, AnnieJPizza.com if you want to see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Yushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. Today I wanted to talk about, I wanted to start on the topic of hustling. Um, You know, it's a topic that a lot of people have touched on, but, you know, I feel like I can bring some new ideas to the table here um, and and maybe help reframe uh, hustling um, for our, for a new generation. Um, I mean, that sounds pretty massive, (laughs) but I don't mean it to sound so massive. I just, I think for me personally, um, this is something that I've kind of misunderstood. Um, So my story kind of goes like this. Um, When I graduated college, um, I wanted to be a freelance illustrator, and I was, um, my last year of college, I was hustling like crazy, promoting myself, connecting with people, um, doing lots of work. And two months after, um, after I graduated, I got a freelance illustration job um, for Sony uh, through the ad agency or the design agency Love Creative um, out of Manchester. And actually, I really felt like this was kind of my Cinderella moment. Like, you know, after this job, nothing's going to be the same. And even though it did lead to a lot of different things, um, it just doesn't work like that anymore. And actually, I feel like, I feel like uh, in the past, maybe, in these creative industries, um, things worked quite a bit differently than they do now, and maybe that's kind of confusing us. So I want to reframe maybe um, my own thinking in regards to this, and then maybe um, you'll want to do that too. So I th- so I want to start with like a, an analogy um, because I feel like I am obsessed with analogies and I think that's probably common for illustrators as they kind of deal with uh, visual analogies. You know, I love, I love analogies because I, I think they, um, it's so much easier to, to, to find a profound truth um, when it, instead of trying to use plain words by um, telling a story or a parable or an analogy, 
And I think um, there's a really good one that John Acuff uh, uses in his book, Quitter, um, about Cinderella versus David um, from David and Goliath. And, you know, I think that, um, I think that, that with, with uh, Cinderella, you have this idea that this good person um, this, uh, is just kind of doing her thing in the corner um, and, and, and plodding along, doing the right things. And then one day, uh, something happens and everything has changed for her. You know, the fairy godmother comes and instantly her life is never the same. And I think in art, we can kind of trick ourselves into thinking that we can just... Um, sit alone in our studio and make amazing work and by pure merit, like just purely by the work being amazing, that we're going to get this crazy opportunity and then everything's going to be different. And I just don't think that's the way it is. And so when I graduated and I got that Sony job, yeah, I kept getting um, more work slowly, um, but I hustled for another year. And by the time I was getting enough, the amount of work that I really wanted, um, I basically quit hustling and I just kind of like let the work come in. And the truth is, is that when I did that, the work dried up because it doesn't work like that because you can't stop hustling. And I think in the past, um, it, once you were discovered, um, then the hustle was different. You just got to make work. You didn't have to hustle it to everybody. And, um, and I just think it's not like that anymore. And I, I feel like the David and Goliath thing actually is a lot more relevant for us. Um, not everybody knows the full story. So David uh, kills Goliath and God anoints him as king. Um, as future king, actually. And a big portion of David's life is actually spent... Uh, in the wilderness with a ragtag group of people that help protect him because the current king wants to kill David. And so David's life is spent scrambling and hustling before he's anointed as the actual king and then goes on to be probably, arguably, um, the most successful and renowned king of Israel in the Bible. And so... That's a different picture than Cinderella, much different. It's a series of victories, um, and it's a series of struggles. And I think that um, the thing is today is that we get these hot new illustrators that graduate out of school and get instant fame and, and, and seem larger than life and seem like their success is never-ending. And I would say, first of all, some of those people are completely brilliant and completely deserve it, but they're the exception to the rule. So I think that we need to, the majority needs to not model after them. The other thing to think about with them is that a lot of those people admit that they're still hustling. They're still having to hustle. And I think the, the bad news is that it's not like it used to be. So I think in the past, I don't know firsthand, but I think in the past, the art game was about, you know... Lots of people want to do it. Only a few break in. But when you break in, you're wildly successful. But the truth is, the model's changed now. It's not like that anymore. Now, 
lots of, this is actually brilliant news. Lots of people can make a living sustaining themselves with creative endeavors. But the bad news is that you've got to really work at it. You've got to really hustle. And, and, and once you make it, you might not be wildly successful financially. So I think if we reframe our thinking, um, that actually we'll find a lot more satisfaction there. And, um, you know, I think a, a really good example, a kind of ridiculous one, but a good example I think is thinking Justin Bieber versus Weird Al. And I think that somewhere in us we want to have that Cinderella, Justin Bieber thing where we hit the scene at a young age and we explode and people are wildly fanatical about our work. Um, but the truth is, I mean, I don't want to take a stab at them, but if you look at those, especially the young stars in Hollywood and in the music industry, how much of a toll that takes on them. Um, it seems not to be a great model to follow, even if you could achieve it. Then I think the flip side of that is someone like Weird Al, who I'd like to go on record of as saying that I'm not really a Weird Al fan per se. I respect what he's done, but I'm not really into the music. And um, I just think he's such an encouraging tale because he's been doing this um, since before I was born. And he's had victories along the way. He's gotten more and more successful over time. And his, he, he just, just this year, he released an album at 52, I think he is, and that's his first number one album. That picture is actually so much more encouraging and, and I think so much more accurate to the day that we live in. I'll, I'll paint you another picture that I think is kind of true for a lot of young artists. You get a Tumblr. You got this new thing. You're going to pour into this new avenue. And so you're posting on Tumblr for a few months, um, a few uh, once a week or something, and three months into it, Tumblr features one of your images. Now, before that, you're getting like maybe five, 10, 15 notes on each image. Um, then this one that Tumblr features, you get 10,000 notes. And it feels like that Cinderella moment. And if you're looking at it in that frame of reference, the, it's kind of bad what happens next. So the next day, you, you post a new image. And you get 30 notes. And so although it's gone up a little bit, not in proportion to what felt like happened yesterday, right? And so you give up on it and you say, ah, I don't want anything to do with it. It's all meaningless anyway. It doesn't lead to anything. But the truth is that every one of those little seemingly meaningless things that are your Cinderella moments are just investments. So if you don't look at them, if you don't have the expectation that there's this thing that you could achieve that's going to change your world dramatically... If you don't have that expectation and you have the expectation that so I'm going to make some victories and every victory is going to pile on top of each other. And over time, instead of thinking I'm going to hustle for a year or I'm going to hustle for five years, think I'm going to hustle for 20 years. And, and when I've done that, those victories are going to pile up and they're going to open all kinds of other doors. Um, and actually, I think uh, I was talking to my dad about this topic and He's in his 50s, and he, 
he still feels like he's hustling. He's got an amazing job and an amazing career. It was in finance, not uh, creativity. But he, he feels like his hustle's different. It's maybe um, more sustainable. And he likes all the stuff he's doing more than he did um, when he was younger. But he's still got tons of stress and he's still working hard. And actually, that's what makes it enjoyable. And so I think if we reframe our thinking um, a bit, we can actually... Um, feel more successful and, and really enjoy um, what it is we're doing. You know, I listened to uh, the podcast Your Dreams, My Nightmares by Sam Weber. I'm actually um, a self-professed fan of the show. I know it's not cool to be a fan, but I love that show. I think it's so legit. And if you haven't, if you don't listen to it, you definitely should. Um, a th- ongoing theme in that show is. Switching your mindset from the short game, which is kind of what you do when you get out of college, like um, to the long game. It's really about the long game, and I think if you switch that mindset, um, you're going to be a lot. You're going to feel more successful. You're going to feel more fulfilled. So I really, I think that this is a really important thing, and um, and I think it, it definitely helps me um, approach this topic and and end up a lot happier. Um, in my pursuit. So I just want to close today with um, just kind of talking a little bit about just a note about kind of why I do this. You know, I feel like, I feel like my, I feel like the, the purpose of the creative pep talk is to help other people find their thing in creativity, um, kind of find where their awesome talent meets the demand in the market. And there's kind of like the synergy between those two things, um, kind of the perfect combo. And I think that things kind of like falling in love, but I'd love to, I feel like it is magical, like falling in love. But it's also um, practical. Like you actually have to go meet people. And you actually have to do certain things to be in the right place at the right time. And so I I want this podcast to be about that. I kind of see my purpose, kind of as cheesy as that sounds, I see my purpose as to to try to have a successful creative career and then leverage that to help other people do the same. Um, and so that's kind of why I'm doing this. I hope it helps. I'm going to try to, um, I need to figure out kind of a schedule of how I do this, but I need to do a few before I kind of understand how often I can do them. Um, so keep checking back and subscribe on iTunes. Um, thanks. Uh, keep, keep hustling.